0: Hello and welcome to, I think this is the fourth episode, am I right about that? The fourth episode of Stick to Sports. Uh, I'm Ryan Lambert from Yahoo Sports and various other internet things.
1: John Gentile from Sporting News and uh, coming off a weekend in New Orleans, so my voice is shot and also uh, somewhat age-appropriate since I typically sound like I am 17 years old, so... Good afternoon. It
0: was such a bad weekend, in fact,
1: that when you introduced yourself, it sounded like you said, John Gentile. It's That's actually my name. Wow, I didn't know, I know. that. It's no, been, it's been my name this whole time. It's crazy. It's a crazy fan theory that, that I've stumbled onto. <laughs>
0: uh, fan theories. Okay, so we've established like you're not a Game of Thrones watcher, and so you, I'm sure, are not privy to the... One billion fan theories that's around this show in these books, correct?
1: Uh, certainly, certainly not. Like no. you don't
0: know any of them at all because it feels like some of them have gotten I,
1: kind of zeitgeisty. I, 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 like the zeitgeisty stuff that I that I know about Game of Thrones is like, it, it's definitely not fan theory stuff. Like, like I, I know about the Jon Snow situation. I know about well that's... Uh, technically still fan theory
0: stuff is it well Well, wait the thing of him dying right i mean the thing of his parentage i i I know i know his
1: father is this 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 is gonna be terrible for everybody (laughs) no that's fine
0: i'm like because here's the thing i have read all the books i read a wiki of ice and fire on a regular basis yeah um, I've seen every episode of the TV show multiple times. Like I am super into this. So,
1: so uh, here, my understanding of Jon Snow, as this is is as limited as it may be, is that his, uh, he is, I believe, a Stark. Mm-hmm. You got it. And that his father uh, was Ned Stark, possibly.
0: <laughs> okay, no, you're very wrong no. right about this.
1: That's fine. Ed Frank
0: Stark. Nope, no Stark. Tim- Tim Stark. Tim Stark is correct. Kip. Um,
1: <laughs> Kip Stark.
0: <laughs> yeah. No. So basically, like we're working up to on the on the show now. We're working up to the point at which his true father and uh, mother are revealed. Because on the show, they've they've long said that it's Ned Stark, um, and there are all kinds. Or you know, there's one major fan theory about. You know who the, his real parents are, and that kind of thing. And and if you paid the slightest bit of attention to Game of Thrones, and I'm like not mad at you for not having done so, except I am a little bit. Um,
1: Dude, I wait, wait, t- time out. I did pull out Ned Stark, though. Like, yes, and I've and, and, I, and, I, and I literally and, and I and I have not. I I, I I I want to impress this upon you again. I have literally not watched. One second of Game, like not by accident. I have not watched one second of Game of Thrones, but sure. I somehow know about John that John Snow is like of questionable parentage, and that yes. Ned Stark was somehow involved. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, yeah, I'm doing my best. A for effort, for sure. Um, <laughs> F F F in actuality, but F, but, F for, but, but for not for having effort.
0: seen the show ever. <laughs> it's been on for six years. It's one of the most popular shows on television. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like there's all there's this one big fan theory that's more or less been proven correct by things on the show readings of the of the work and that kind of thing um but there are also roughly a billion complete nonsense fan theories um and it's not just game of thrones that is subject to this kind of thing but you you get it a lot in game of thrones just cuz it's like a um mythology rich thing in <laughs> the and like the zeitgeist, to use that <clears throat> word. Yeah, right.
1: No, it, it's it's nerds. It's a nerd thing, and 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 I say that I say that with affection because I'm a nerd. But I mean, that's just something. Like there there's certain things that lend themselves more to obsessive, yeah. you know, obsessive study and and, and stuff like that. And, and Game of Thrones is just it's just absolutely one of those things. Like it's like, like maybe it's a,
0: the most thing that right. does it like it's the platonic ideal of a thing that lends itself to this. Right. Um and that's you know 30% of the reason why I like it anyway. I think I think all the various fan theories are fun and I have my own like opinions about all of them, but most of those opinions are, well that one's bullshit and why are we talking about this? Right.
1: You 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 have your opinions on them and you keep them in like an an annotated stack of yeah. like a like a great leather-bound you know, binder that, you, uh, that you'd uh like deposit them all in. Yeah, I, I know.
0: Yeah, and then I consult it from time to time when, like, <laughs> somebody gets referenced on the show and I'm like, what do I feel like, what do I think about this guy? Mm, yes, now I remember. Um But, like, it just, it, it comes up so much, like, Star Wars is another thing I super enjoy. Right. And, like, when The Force Awakens came out, I read something where a guy's like, well, you know, clearly R2D2 is like a force sensitive droid and it's like, "Hold on, buddy." What right. are you talking like I don't know that, where a person who if they've, you know, watched Star Wars enough that they could begin to form this opinion, how they arrive at that. Like it's what like the jump it's is It's
1: like it's like that guy like it's like he forgot everything that had happened.
0: Yeah. Ahead, like ahead
1: of Force Awakens and, and and but new enough to know that force sensitivity is a thing. And see, like this see, this is why I'm not knocking you for being a goddamn dork about Game of Thrones, right. like, like like this conversation right here. Like I like it, it it's like he threw out force sensitivity as a buzzword because it was something he had heard and just didn't even pay any attention to, you know, and ent- like literally anything that had happened right. before this.
0: Yeah, like it's a with, biological with, with, thing. With this regards, esta- right? Like a canonical, established thing that it's biological. But that that little tank, trash can robot over there. Yes, he also has force sensitivity. Right. He, yeah, and,
1: and he and he apparently had picked it up before episode, <laughs> like like at, at some point because he sure as hell like was not. Even though he 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 can't be force sensitive, he certainly very obviously was not like he's <laughs> he specifically was not and if he was then the movie then like the movie series would not exist yeah
0: and like it's almost the thing where you're like this guy's definitely just saying shit to make people like me furious yeah and it's he working is.
1: he is and it obviously worked <laughs>
0: yeah because there's there's these fan theories about harry potter and like you know who, who hasn't helped that is J.K. Rowling, where every, oh. every like, six months she'll just be like, oh, um, Harry Potter's dad was a stamp collector, and then everybody goes back and reads all the books, and they're like, oh, I guess he was a stamp collector.
1: Yeah, I that's another thing. Like, I, I don't... <laughs> uh, I also don't care about Harry Potter. No, but not but at I, all.
0: I've seen but the movies, if,
1: I don't have opinions. But if I if I did care about Harry Potter, the ongoing... JK Rowling twitter just barf that that she th- that that she throws up there like that that would infuriate me oh yeah that would, dri- that would drive me crazy like i i mean it's not as bad as George Lucas because she's not you know she's not making uh volumes of work that are that that are based upon this so it it's not quite that bad but just like that constant drip of just annoying bullshit every day about, about about something I love would would uh would would drive me up a wall.
0: Yeah, it would it would be like you were telling me you read
1: one about um Bart mm-hmm. Simpson or whatever. Yeah right. I in in I've <clears throat> I found this at some point. I'm not a big I'm not a big Reddit guy thankfully, but I, I uh I did find this at some point. The 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 red this the fan theories subreddit and and it's either like it, 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 all these all these things run the game or it's like or they they walk the line between being either like extreme commitment to a joke or like legitimate legitimate insanity so it's like you know from the past year the top one is is the joker is the hero in the dark knight which is like, like you can i can already imagine why, why why somebody would argue that but uh like somebody wrote I mean, somebody, this is like this is like five hundred words of stuff about why the theory goes that Bart Simpson is a stonecutter, cutter, in, which is the secret society in the Simpsons, and was one even before Homer. So this person wrote, you know, words upon words about it, and and uh, you know Lenny and Carl are are involved, and like there there's all sorts of weirdness where where he where this guy just like teases this this dumb thought to this extremely. You know, to to this sort of extreme conclusion, and um, and it's funny, and it's like worth, and it's worth you know thinking about if you really love The Simpsons. But, but my God, some of this stuff is just is just crazy. SpongeBob is dumber in the later seasons because he emptied his mind of everything that didn't have to do with fine dining and breathing.
0: See, like it's things like this where, like, this is just people reading way too hard. Into it, and now we're, oh, right. of course, reading way too hard into these people reading it nah. way too hard. But, like, for example, I know enough about The Simpsons and, like, how it was produced in the early years and things like that um, to tell you definitively that before they started breaking out the episode of The Simpsons where Homer joins the Stonecutters, mm-hmm. they had never thought of the word Stonecutters in any way. Like they yeah, weren't right. they weren't going deep mythology, trying to set all that up. That's yeah, the right. Stupidest like like, like this doesn't
1: heard. like this isn't this isn't this isn't the real world. That's that's like that's sort of the, this isn't real. <laughs> and, I, that's and that sounds like such a cop out, but but it's true. Like this is just something that people thought of in writers' rooms because it was funny.
0: Yes,
1: this isn't like there's no there there's no larger articulated plan. This is this this is jokes. Yeah, here's a good one. Here's a good one. Mad Max, Max is a horseman of the apocalypse, but we ended the world before he could do his job. If oh. we take all the movies to be canon, Max possesses a few seemingly impossible features. First, he does not age normally, if at all. So that's like, that's like the main crux of this. And it's like, that, like the aging, you're talking about the aging process. No, they just, they just wanted to make another Mad Max movie. Yeah, also, and, and, and Mel Gibson is point. old and crazy, and Tom Hardy's a movie star, and he wanted to do it. Like yeah. That's, also, at one
0: point, uh, Mad Max looks like one person, and then later on, he looks like a different person.
1: Right. I, like, like obviously, obviously, that means like that obviously means he has an immortal soul that that, that that's now that's now being housed in, in another body. I mean, right. it, it's crazy. These are these are movies. These are the work of of creative people who are trying to put together like a financially viable thing that that makes money. Like that's 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 right. it. And, and, and you're you're trying to read way too far into, you know, uh, into you know Napoleon Dynamite or whatever. <laughs> I do have is, a lot of theories about Kip. No, I I just looked up and that was there. That can't Napoleon, there can't be a
0: fan theory about Napoleon Dynamite.
1: Napoleon Dynamite. The theory is that tetherball is sex. After watching Napoleon Dynamite for the first time, I'm fairly certain that he uses tetherball to symbolize sex. Throughout the movie, we see Napoleon play tetherball by himself. That would symbolize masturbation. There's the obvious ball rod symbols, but that's not enough to ba- base his theory on. This, this is this is the person writing it, obviously. I'm gonna but, say this. But look I at the final right scene. Look, wait, look. But look at the final scene where he plays tetherball with Deb. Look at the rhythm. It starts very slow and very awkward. Gradually gets some rhythm, and then suddenly it's over after some quick moves by Napoleon. Going which Deb stood there awkwardly. Mm. I can't find anything about this theory online. Oh, I wonder why. Yet it seems so obvious.
0: So obvious, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Like
1: you're like you're an idiot if, if, if you don't look at if you don't read the text of Napoleon Dynamite as 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 symbolizing tetherball for sex. Yeah, you're you're dumb user uh, reddit reddit user Mr Zark exists on a on, on a larger intellectual plane than you know all they're all the rest of us morons who are who are wasting our time on the internet
0: that guy has imagine though if that guy had a, like a phd in comparative literature
1: yeah i i i'm pretty convinced that that's what a lot of this is honestly yeah like it's just bored it's bored like yeah it's bored like 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 comparative literature like masters people or whatever
0: Right, yeah. I mean, these people are the actual worst, these people who are posting that. But um, it, it, in terms of, like, I don't know, just this idea of what makes you sit there and go, you know what I need to do is come up with a fan theory, tell my dumbass friends about it, and then when they all go, oh, yeah, that's really cool, man, go post it on Reddit.
1: Right, and hope and hope people, you know tell you tell you how smart and, and how and and, and and how and how great you are. Right. Futurama, why Bender is seen drinking beer much more than the other robots? <laughs> Crazy. Is it because he's the main character on the right. show? Right, it, right, and because they thought it would be funny to write a robot who drinks beer.
0: That's it. Mm, that could be. That could be it. Yeah, it, ugh. Like, this, this is why I was kind of dreading this series, or this season of Game of Thrones, because you may or may not know, they've now passed the books. I do, so, I do know that, yes. So, yeah, it, so now they're just like, hopefully they just go on a, on a rampage of ticking off all these, like, confirming fan theories, like the ones, specifically the ones I subscribe to and then that way i can just
1: right stop right right about because them. because your fan theories are good but everybody else <laughs> No, is exactly,
0: that bad. that's exactly correct. <laughs> yeah, i
1: Yeah, i mean like they 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 need to i feel like that's something they probably I I actually kind of hope they don't address it. I I hope they let this stuff run rampant and you you nerds just eat each other over it.
0: It's probably going to happen. But yeah, so anyway, to no longer talk about that, thankfully. <laughs> um, the the other the other thing that kind of has been on my mind this week with respect to sports um, is Bartolo Cologne hit a home run. Yes, seventy eight year old, four hundred and seventy pound. <laughs> yeah, Bartolo Cologne
1: obese, not, oh, obese elderly person. Bartolo Cologne <laughs>
0: not only hit a home run. Really got a hold of him. Oh, he he
1: he he didn't hit a home run, dude. He he, he crushed a dinger. Yeah, he matched he matched some taters there. Yeah, a hundred percent. And it's
0: this is one of those things where you know, three days beforehand, if you had pulled someone aside and said Bartolo Colon, you think that guy who we've all seen the at bat low lights, I guess you would say of him, just really like halfway embarrassing himself every time he's at the plate. Hmm. Hey, you think that guy's going to hit a home run? The right. answer from I don't care how many people you poll going to a baseball game, literally everyone will say I, I, not I would, a chance.
1: I would I would have put I would have put a lot more money on Bartolo Colon like swinging the bat and ripping his pants and like really loudly farting <laughs> at the plate before before connecting with one and hitting it out to left field.
0: Yeah. Like that's I mean it's maybe uh the the other the only other thing I can compare it to in terms of like impossible sports feats I never thought I would see is actually uh I don't know. It the only like time of reference I have for knowing when it happened was it was the night um uh what's that movie? Inception came out. Mm-hmm. I was at the Red Sox game. And I'm thinking to myself, boy, I hope there's, like, a late showing of Inception so I can leave this Red Sox game and go see the, this movie. And while I'm sitting there thinking about that, basically, Benji Molina hit for the cycle right in front of me. Right. So, it, like it was what, the most incredible thing I've ever seen in my
1: life. He So Benji Molina, who maybe, who comes from... Um, a family of slow people. Like none, like none. None of the Molinas, none of the Molinas are fast. Yeah. He is certainly the slowest out of all out of all of them. Yeah. And this and this would have been, you know, twenty eleven or whatever, whenever Inception came out. So he wasn't just. This wasn't even like. This wasn't even like. Like this was old Benji Molina. So 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 you took you yeah you this is two thousand ten. I just looked at yeah it right. So 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 you took a guy who was slow to begin with, and then. And then tack on some extra years, Mike. It, I mean, I don't know. Like, like maybe Bartolo Colon's going to triple next. I mean, that's that's possible.
0: Yeah, he was. Uh, he was thirty five. This is his last year in the bigs. As a matter of fact. Uh, yep. And let's see if I can find it here. But anyway, you know, I, I believe the order was double, single, grand slam, triple.
1: Wow. So 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 he, he needed the triple to complete it and he did it. That's amazing.
0: Yep. Yeah, he, he hit it out to uh to dead center in Fenway, obviously. Um and I I can't remember who the center fielder was, but he kinda like tried to make the catch and and dropped it against the wall right. or something he, like that. Right. And like and yeah, he just he just legged like, can you imagine like like
1: imagine imagine the jokes on the on the on the T V broadcast, so, like as Benji Molina came to bat. Oh you know, yeah! Or, like it's like oh yeah, Ben Ben Benjamin Lina steps to the plate. He, he he's a triple away from the cycle. Oh, ha, ha, ha. and then they laugh because that clearly wasn't ever <laughs> wasn't ever on any planet going to happen. Yeah, no,
0: no, no, no. But yeah, he. Uh, I I can't believe, like you know it, it in the same way that that Bartolo Colon uh, home run trot took four and a half hours to complete. Right, like. <laughs> It felt like he spent a good ten minutes on the base paths, but like I remember saying to my friend when he uh, when he came to the plate, like this guy has a you know pretty good chance. Like I think he I think he's a triple away from the cycle. And same thing, we all laughed or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, there were these really old, like grumpy Red Sox fans in front of us who uh, they were not happy that my friend and I were. Making rooting sense. for Benji Molina to to hit, yeah, the triple right, yeah. because like, like, why, why not? And it's like, buddy, you're you're never gonna see something like this again. This guy oh, runs God. uh ten to
1: forty, right? Like, this is incredible. Yeah. No, he's he's literally he's literally at that time. Like, I, I I would. This is not this is not much of a this is not much of a stretch. But I would say he was he was the slowest guy in the league.
0: Oh. Y- if if you know if we're not counting Bartolo Colon, he almost certainly was.
1: I, it, at that point, this is this is six years ago or whatever. I I I bet Bartolo Colon would have would have held his own and have been in a, yeah, a foot race enough. with 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 Benji Molina. Yeah, fair enough. I be, Yeah, so I feel that way. I feel that way every time, and it's not quite on that same category because it's like it it wouldn't be the most unbelievable thing in the world, but like Mark Andre Fleury, so so desperately wants to score an empty net goal. Like he wants that more than right anything I've ever wanted. So that that always makes that always makes uh you know when I'm when I'm at when I'm at console, you know, covering a game or whatever, that, that that's reason enough to hope that 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 uh that the other team pulls their goalie at some point. Because because Fleury is just he's gonna put the team in bad situations, he's gonna ice the puck. Like he doesn't care. He, right. just, he just he just he he wants it so 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 badly so so anytime so anytime they th- there's a goalie pool with with uh, with where, where where Pittsburgh has has a two goal lead like you know the flurry is just gonna spend gonna spend the entire time just you know busting his ass to make it happen and he, and he and he's come really close and the dude wants it so 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 bad so my my working theory is that is that they're gonna keep Matt Murray or is, is that is that they're going to keep Flurry around next year for for one more year, but but before trading him, him and Matt Murray are, are, are going to split time. And at some point, at some point next season, Matt Murray is going to score an an, an empty net goal in, in with with Flurry, you know, or sitting on the be bench. Pissed. And Flurry's is going to just demand a trade the next day, and, the, and 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 that's and that's going to be it. That's going to be how that's going to be how the how the Penguins, you know, re- resolve the the pending goalie controversy that they have.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's it's one like that's a thing where at least like, you know, obviously big fat guys have hit triples before. Mm-hmm. Um twelve twelve goalies have scored empty net goals in the NHL, I feel like. Right. But like a Bartolo alone home run in my brain is
1: like a goalie scoring on another goalie. I don't like I I, I can't yeah, yeah, serious, I I yeah, that's that's close. You know? I mean he's he's uh like he's i, I know he's, he's he's had some base hits the 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 last couple of years cuz everyone likes to laugh at him when he's you know trying to bust his ass down the, right down the first baseline so it's not like he's completely incompetent but uh yeah that's that's amazing and and i i would i'm so jealous of all those people that ac- that actually that actually got to witness it like what a what a gift what a, a guy gift
0: caught that home run like there's a guy who's going to be able to tell people you know, I caught the Bartolo Cologne home run and people are mm-hmm. gonna know what he's talking about.
1: hmm Absolutely. That's amazing just sell it. to me. He should I, sell that thing for fifteen he should sell it for like fifteen grand right now.
0: I I bet he could sell it to Bartolo Cologne for fifteen grand.
1: Or just or just drive up the price and hope that like some like hedge fund jerks like the Mets and, and, and end up and and end up end up trying trying to not get each other for it.
0: Well we all know that hedge fund jerks really only like the, uh, the uh, guys,
1: I know So I know Yeah, <laughs> oh, whatever. I'm 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 trying to I'm 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 trying to come up, come up with a with a scenario to make this guy some money. That's all.
0: Yeah. Like like I, I I'm sure it was one of those situations where team employees surrounded him immediately and were like, "We'll give you signed bats and No, I and I, I would like
1: shit. I mean like I'd be like that's fine, but like what most of all what like if you want this ball, Bartolo Cologne has to give me a hug, like a big hug, right now. I want to hug that that fat man, <laughs> and I want a picture of it. That's what I want more than anything. If you guys make that happen, I don't, I don't care. I don't care what else you give me. But like, I want, I want Bartolo Colon to, you know, I want to be able to tickle him or something.
0: <laughs> I think tickling him would be so <laughs> worth it.
1: Yeah, dude, it would be. Like, so worth like, like it. I don't want to sign anything, but but I want I want to tickle Bartolo Cologne for for fifteen seconds. Then you're like, okay, I'm good. I'm good. You can have it. Here's your ball.
0: Yeah, that would go that would go over real big, I feel like. He'd be he'd be so happy to do it. Gotta got gotta gotta ask the question. You do have to ask the question. <laughs> and and speaking of asking questions, what a segue this is. Uh the idea of uh, th- there was a, there was an article this week on dead spin about the death of the hot take
1: mm-hmm.
0: and uh and how bryce harper <laughs> just throwing an f bomb at right in an ump's face. and' oh, that's amazing and, and steph curry uh unanimously being voted the uh the m v p of the n b a this season it, it c- certifies that the the hot take is if not dead then dying and i you know living in the world that we do which is you know this we both write about hockey for a living
1: right. uh,
0: we it, we know that this is not true
1: it's it's not i mean like it it would be great it would be great if if it were and i in the the concept is obviously super super appealing um but and and, it, and this is like it's a it's actually a, it's a good it's it's a good piece by Tom like because he you know gets kind of meta on it it's 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 funny but no I mean like that's that's never that's never gonna die my 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 stance on it is that like it's just become completely you know it's been been it's become completely completely normalized like you like you have you have Fox you have FS one is just built completely around yeah. you know. Uh, Absolutely, opinions of varying, of varying caliber and and of a varying, uh, you know, <laughs> like effort and, and and intellectual intellectual honesty, but like that's that's it. That's that's the that's that's standard. That's standard media uh, behavior. No, that's just the way that it is. Like like hot takes are. Everywhere and everything is a hot take, and it's and it's I, it's a pejorative, and I've this is not certainly not 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 a new sentiment, but like I don't I, it it does sort of annoy me that like a strong opinion that is intellectually honest and in, in augmented with facts uh, that someone disagrees with. Is not inherently like that's not that's not a hot take.
0: Well, right. I mean,
1: I'm sure you do as well. But but but. people, but people are people like really have, like it's become shorthand for you have an opinion I don't agree with. Right. Yeah. Yeah, That's exactly. Ergo, ergo, it's a hot take.
0: I mean, I'm sure that I have written things that are hot takes in the past. Like looking back on it earlier in my career, I try very hard not to do hot takes anymore. Like I like to have. A lot of you know factual grounding and like statistical backing for the like opinions that I'm putting forward in any given uh, in any given article. And like for example, uh, blue the Blues Stars game, I wrote a thing where you know their their go- the Stars goaltenders had been garbage in the in the <laughs> first round and or you know the first round and then the first five games of the second. And I said that, and then the next game, and this is how it always happens. But the next game, like their not very good goalie stands on his head, and they win the game. Right. And I had the, that's, several. That's the
1: that's the nature of hockey, like that. Oh uh, that's yeah, sort of, of course, that, that sort of stuff happens. Like it it, app- it happened to me and Wisniewski last night, literally, literally during during the during the Penguins Caps game. Like Carl Haglin who is a very good player. Yeah. Uh he's like pre- he's literally one of one of the fastest if not the actual fastest player in the league. Phenomenal penalty killer, legitimate like middle six forward. He's capable of scoring 15 to 20 goals. He can play with he can play with great players. Carl Hagelin's really good. But if Carl Hagelin had hands and if Carl Hagelin could finish, he would be an eleven million dollar player, like that's just the way that it is. Like his, he that is the thing that he is missing from his skill set. Sure. Like, like he he yaks on breakaways and, and and you know doesn't he just it's it's the thing that it's the, it's the thing that he's missing. So I said something, you know, where where he missed he missed an open net, and I said, you know, essentially what I just said, Hagan, great player, that's the sort of stuff that stops him from being a bazillionaire. And and Wyszynski, you know, agreed with it. And within seconds, like I thirty seconds, Haglin, you know, tips in a goal. And and it wasn't <laughs> and it wasn't the kind of goal we were talking about and, and it doesn't change the fact that he missed a thousand of them over you know, a thousand breakaways over his time with the Rangers or anything like that. Right. But like whenever whenever you say stuff like that, like it's funny, man, the the universe has a has an odd way of working. And yeah, it, and, and of course, and of course, people just, people, accused hot t- yes, exactly. Like, like, exactly. I'm like, no, that was, it's completely correct. Like, like Carl Hagman has bad hands. That doesn't mean that he's never going to tip in a goal, <laughs> right. but, but, but it, it means, it means he's got bad hands and, it, and it's, and it, and that's why he's a 15 goal scorer and it's right. why he's not a 32 goal scorer and making a gazillion dollars a year. That's just the way that it is. So, you know, it, it's, it's just the, the nature of, of expressing an opinion on something. But yeah. oh, where, where I definitely do agree with, with with Lay here though is, and he and he goes back to that just, what what they what they're calling melt take, which just this, you know, fountain of just garbage. It's some random some random radio, website, you know, about how and uh, where, where these guys were just writing this insane insane trash, you know, with headlines like Kyrie Irving is a dumb player, LeBron James should slap him, and blah blah blah, just just total total crap like you you i do agree with him here like you can't be a nobody and uh and and use that stuff to gain traction anymore maybe maybe at some maybe at some point you can but if people don't care about what you have to say like doing that sort of stuff is is not is not going to change your situation yeah because even if it gets
0: eyes to you it's eyes where people are like look at this moron
1: yeah right and 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 they're gonna and they're gonna laugh at you and and move on and (laughs) You know that's no way to that's no way to build a career. So I I get that like that's that's totally that's totally valid. But you know that does not mean that the hot take in general is going anywhere. The hot take has become normalized, and that's why and that's why that release yesterday about the about the about the coward uh, the co- <clears throat> excuse me the, the Colin Coward Jason Whitlock show on on FS1 like that it was a hilarious press release that they gave out of it where they were presenting this. You know, an opinion show with two guys arguing over just whatever, as some sort of like revolutionary television thing, and it's like, guys, I I don't like PTI's been on for fifteen years, right? Like Skip Bayless was Skip Bayless was on ESPN for twelve years, doing and, the and
0: exact thing, doing the exact
1: have. thing, and mate and he's he's a, a millionaire a hundred times over, possibly literary, li- literally because right. of it. Like there's a bunch of money in it, and everybody's doing it, and it's the default sort of uh, template for for a big portion of the industry. So, like, it's not going anywhere. But I, I do agree that you can't just you can't just throw the shit out there and expect anybody to care about it because it's you know if it's dumb, it's dumb, and and dumb stuff coming from a random person is is just it's it's never it's 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 never gonna get sustainable attention. Yeah, exactly,
0: and. You know, the the other thing is, like, think about how much Steph Curry... Like, just in terms of the, the, like... Well, clearly, you know, this guy being the unanimous MVP for the first time in league history, whatever. Like, think about how that, that doesn't relate to the hot take. Like, that was how good Steph Curry was this year. Like... You know the pre—I can't remember what the previous record for for three pointers in a season was, but it, let's say it was like 280 something. Nobody mm-hmm. ever broken 300. Steph Curry broke 400 this year, right? Like that's like oh, you know, in baseball, a guy never hit more than 73 home runs, and then one year, like two years from now, Bryce Harper hits 110. You know what I mean? Right. Where you're just like, yeah. oh, this is just completely redefined. Yeah, right. Like,
1: oh, wait, he's, he's the greatest by a mile, and it's it'd be completely insane and unacceptable uh, to acknowledge anybody else as such.
0: Yeah, I, I think that's more what like the accomplishment of Steph Curry was. was like, right. Even the dumbest homers in the NBA who have these votes didn't get a chance to say, well, actually, I think this guy i mean look, oh for sure there were ballots like i can't remember one ballot ha- who who it was but like one ballot and i'm assuming it was a guy from houston one ballot had james harden as third in the mvp race yeah and right like yeah see like we're just always, we're just shifting always, the debate down ballot like we're not right.
1: that's 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 so true like that's like you can sit there and say that that like you know Russell Westbrook did, like deserved more votes because he was in fourth by a pretty decent margin, or that Kawhi like Kawhi Leonard deserved to be in second, yeah, you know, uh, by more than by more than three points o- over LeBron. Like, all that stuff is is valid, and the, and it's funny because those are the debates that, that you know, people were kind of forced to have if if they wanted the write if they wanted the right about an award debate, because right. anything else just would have yeah. It I really thought though I, I was really thinking that they awards ballots man they're they're crazy and, and there is a lot of guys that have you know 131 131 people is uh voting on 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 a sports thing is is a lot and right. all it takes is one is one shithead who is looking for an, for attention I mean that that's what happened that's what happened uh you know, years ago with, with Shaq. Like Shaq should have been, should have had a, he should have been the first unanimous MVP. But Fred Hickman, who worked for CNN at the, at the time and had just a very strange, if you, I'm not even going to get into that, but you just Google Google Fred Hickman and you, and you can see that there is a lot of weird things going on. In that guy's personal life, but he he voted for he voted for Allen Iverson just out of principle because he liked Iverson, which is great. Like I loved Allen Iverson, but you know that's not that's not your job. Your job is not to vote for people that you like or 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 make a statement or do anything like that. Your job is to accurately and honestly, you know, uh, portray the 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 performance of these guys. And and I you know I'm glad I'm glad I was proven wrong because. You know, you just assume that there's always going to be one or two people that just screw stuff up for everybody.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm looking at it now, and I was trying to think of the, you know, an NHL award where you would say, like, oh, this I've- guy deserved to be MVP unanimously. <laughs> and, I mean, like, I'm just looking at Gretzky years, basically, and it's like, okay, yeah, they they got it right. 63 people in 81-82 voted for Gretzky because he scored 92 goals. But, like... That's kind of the level you you need to be at to to get to get that kind of. For example, right. got- Gretzky scored 168 points uh, in granted in 54 games and won the MVP over Mario Lemieux, who had an 85 goal, 199 point season. Right, like that's or I'm sorry, not Gretzky probably played more than fifty four games. I was looking at his goal total. Um but like, yeah, that's that's crazy. He led the league in assists. Yeah, he played seventy eight. That but he won the award over Lemieux, who had, you know, probably like the fourth best season in the history of the league. Hmm.
1: And you're I, like, who's I'm, voting I'm try- on I'm, this shit? I know. I'm I'm trying to look up the uh I'm trying to look up the Vesna results because there's always there's always some great ones. Oh sense. yeah, because it's because it's it's the GM's it's the GM's voting on it, right? Like I,
0: I that's a column I try to do every year is like you know the four or five dumbest awards votes. Because yeah, because there are some bad ones. Like a couple of years ago, uh, Tyler Bozak was like Ugh. was like fourth on somebody's uh, Selkie ballot. Right, like La- like last that, year or like, the year before, Randy Carlyle was third on someone's Jack Adams. It's like wh- I
1: don't know. Yeah, like like there's a there's a yeah. <clears throat> there's a um an NHL GM out there who voted Andrew Hammond third for third for on their on their Vesna ballot. Right. Like it's just it's really it's silly. What some of these? Not that oh God, some of these ones are just just crazy.
0: Yeah. So point being. It's just because, like, one, like, if, you know, there's there's no real way to say it because Steph Curry's season was so completely beyond the realm of anything we've ever seen. and Not just, like, borderline in any sport, honestly. Right. Like, I, the only thing I can really think of is Bonds in his 73 home run year, or maybe, like, Pedro in 99
1: when he... What yeah, we think? were we were we were talking about that at work uh at work recently but it, it was it was um the topic of it was was Jake Arrieta uh with the Cubs who's right. in the middle of, you know, uh, of a crazy run. It wasn't really it wasn't really structured around stuff. It was more about although it certainly could have been. It was more about like yeah, just insane. It didn't didn't have to be like like season long stuff either because Ar- because Arrieta's like on, you know, he's been He's on like a basically his last four months, stretching back to you know last year, have been just obscene. And yeah, that was that's always that's always what I think of. That's always my my go to for just like otherworldly, you know, transcendent individual plays is, is 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 Pedro in in '99.
0: Yeah, I I '99 and 2000, he won 2000, he won, yeah, he won, the, uh, he won both the uh, Cy Youngs mm-hmm. and 2000, his era plus. His ERA plus was 291.
1: Yeah, I, it's, that's, that's grotesque, but like, like it, it needs to be though, like there, there's, you know, I've, I've said this about, about Curry and I've said, I've said it about, about a lot of different, you know, and it's, it's, it's come up in, in, in a lot of different forms, but like, there's a difference between being just like, um, just r- like ruthlessly efficient and 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 uh, and mechanically dominant, and you know, and to me, that's what as great as Bonds was. I mean, it it was a little bit tougher to appreciate because it, it, because yes, he's hitting these gigantic home runs, but part of part of what what makes Bonds just a statistical anomaly was was the fact that nobody pitched to him. Was the 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 fact that he, you know. Right was that was that he was drawn was people were so terrified of him that that they were walking him at just an un, unfathomable rate so that's
0: 120 sort of, in a 120 uh intentional walks alone
1: yeah right so that that sort of i it it stops it from being as aesthetically uh amazing as as it could have been so that's why it's easier in in my opinion to be like, yeah, uh, a basketball player, like it's 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 just there's going to be something extra there that that isn't with 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 a guy like Bonds, uh, a, a pitcher. It's it's easier because you can sit there and just watch them watch them work and right. do and, and do crazy stuff, you know, every every fifth day, and that's and that's to me that's still that's the coolest thing about Curry is that is that he had everything. It was high volume. It was high efficiency. It was. Beautiful, perfect, entertaining basketball like that's that. It was a gift, and yeah, and, and it's and it's something that you know. I mean, I it's it's really hard to imagine him doing it again. But like, I don't know, I don't he know. Would, maybe, like maybe you would have maybe said that does. last year. This exactly this. I if 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 you just said last, last year, you're out of the water. Right. If you just said last year, he's he's gonna have. He's gonna have 170 more threes this year than he than, than next year a
0: record-setting number. Like,
1: right? It's crazy. And he, yeah, and he's gonna and, and he's gonna be pulling up, you know, five feet from hash court from from half court, you know, once a week. Like you, I mean, guys don't do that. You'd be dumb to bet on it. But but it just happened. Right. So you know, maybe it happens again. Maybe he's better. That's that's what's so crazy. <laughs> watching that speech yesterday by uh, his, his acceptance speech where you know they had they had Steve Kerr and they had Bob Myers the GM and they had Steve Nash come out because Nash works in in, uh, in player development for the Warriors and they were all they were all just like they were all astounded and and Nash Nash really had the money quote he was like he was like you know the uh, this is some something of a paraphrase, but he was like, the game reinvents itself every every ten years or twenty years, and, and things are different. I never thought I would see anybody reinvent it in six months, and that's and that's and that's what he did it's crazy yeah and,
0: and, and for him to basically do it but like just by this is this is how he plays the game, mm-hmm. you know what I mean like he like crazy. one guy playing the game his way. Mm-hmm. Made everybody in the sport go. Well, we got to change everything. And for that's sure,
1: amazing. It's amazing, and it and it's also you know you don't blame them for for chasing that because you know it, every league is a copycat league, but you know <laughs> there aren't a lot of Steph Curry's walking around yeah, out there. It, it's so
0: it, it's interesting to to think about like what players who are like you know ten, fifteen years old, like high level, good players for right. their age group who are like in their formative basketball oh, I know that's that's a
1: and, and it's funny you see old guys like old old hoop guys like complaining about that now too because they're like I don't know like what like what are these kids what are these kids going to learn are, are they gonna are they gonna think that it's you know are are, are they are they going to be trying this sort of stuff and but yeah, if like yeah.
0: five if if five guys come into the league in the next decade who can also shoot from yeah. you know the opposite end of the floor like, like oh I'm just I'm just crushing threes from the moon it doesn't matter like how amazing is that going to be yeah
1: but like the and the the other thing is is though like that's always that's always been true like like when I was when I when I was a kid they were all, uh, you know fourteen years old there's there's always kids trying to do like Jason Williams shit where they're where they where they're bouncing balls off their elbows and you know just Dumb, dumb, dumb stuff, and and it was and it was certainly less functional than, than the stuff than than the stuff Steph's doing. So right. you know, yeah, of of course, people are always going to try to do stupid stuff. Like I like guys try to dunk when they shouldn't. That's just the way that it goes. But the message, the the message that you know, that dude, you know, really tries to impart is like, and he does it well. Honestly, he works his ass off and he trains in in an insane way, and and he has a work ethic that you know. It makes it possible, and if if that's if that's what if that's the lesson that people draw out of it, then you know it'll it'll work out fine. But man, at the same time, you know, don't don't try to chase the next Steph Curry because there's there's not a lot of them. And him right. ending up on a him ending up on a team with maybe the second best three point shooter in the league, right. and in in Clay Thompson and Dream on Green, who's like almost literally one of a kind as well. And and from top to bottom, that team coached by that guy. Like the Warriors are a unicorn, and, oh, yeah. and 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 people can and people can try to can try to replicate it, but man, uh, they should they should try to try to do what works. But, but before trying to force a square peg into a round hole like that, because,
0: yeah. I mean, and then like you hear the rumors, like oh Durant's going to sign there this summer, like
1: yeah, because that can't. happens.
0: And Draymond Green is like the fourth or maybe fifth best player on that team. Like, just shut the league down.
1: We have we have a guy we have a guy writing about the NBA salary cap for us. His name is Danny Larue, and he has like an academic background. He's a really he's a really really smart guy, and he's he's like that's what he does for us. He writes he writes about the salary cap, and uh, and he has done work you know over the last over the last few months that, that shows you know if the Warriors want to sign Durant they can if the Spurs want to sign Durant they can right. like. It, it, and it's it's cut and dry. It's it like yeah, that would mean Harrison Barnes goes and signs somewhere else. But whatever, what's Harrison Barnes? He's you know a poor man's Kevin Durant. Right. So so there's there's options out there, and, and the the NBA uh, and we're we're about to we're starting to we're starting to uh you know go off on tangents and stuff. But the NBA CBA man, holy hell! That I is I, the I thing know I can't even begin oh, to understand. Dude, I know I like I. You look at the NHL CBA. It's it's like that's like it's checkers versus chess, man. It's it's crazy. So there's all sorts of weird machinations and um and uh, you know stuff that's, that's that's gonna that's gonna play out over the summer. But yeah, if if Durant wants to play with the Warriors, he can. <laughs> that's what it boils down to. Yeah.
0: I mean, that's they'd win. Conservatively, they would win 78 games.
1: <laughs> the uh, he, You you say Steve Kerr is a phenomenal coach and he would figure out a way to make it work and and Durant would know exactly what he was going into. Yeah, he exactly. Like
0: th- Nobody goes in and is like, hey, you know who I want the ball from is the reigning two-time unanimous MVP. Right.
1: Like the guy the guy who is just the author of the greatest individual season in in the history of recent sports. Yeah like like he, i no you take the ball out of his hands and no, and, that's, then, that's and then and
0: gonna... then yeah you're just saying i'm coming here please give me two maybe three rings in the next 3
1: years and then yeah. i'll go
0: to boston or whoever is right. the
1: next good team yeah so right ah how's a lot of hoop talk man i like
0: it yeah me too me too i actually because like i recently started getting into basketball mm-hmm. um in the last, you know, two years or so. When I talk about basketball, I still have friends who are like, oh, that's right. You like basketball. Mm-hmm. And that, the, the ultimate of that was, uh, th- one of the, one of the NBA playoff games was on at, like, at the restaurant where we went to Mother's Day dinner. Like, we could see the TVs in the, in the bar area. Yeah. And, uh, and my mom, like, said asked if I knew anything about Steph Curry.
1: Yeah.
0: I can, I heard, like, Have you seen about a, this? Yeah, because she works at a school and all the, like, little kids are yeah. psyched about Steph Curry, obviously. And, and so I was like, yeah, he's... <laughs> he literally oh, just man. broke basketball. <laughs> and she's like... My mom...
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My mom has a son who's a professional sports writer, a daughter who's, you know, was a, was a, was a pretty good, a pretty good hooper back in the day. And, and, uh, and, and still follows it really, uh, really closely. And my mom could not know less about, about sports specifically and basketball in general. So, so it's always fun. Me and my sister, like periodically we'll be like, Hey, name five NBA players right now. And she, and it's always like the stuff she, she grasps for are always, are always great. You know, like like a, a couple years Kevin ago. She said, yeah, she said Shaq, Kobe, uh, the guy with the hair who was Steve Nash. Um. Oh, I I would have said Anderson Parajao. Oh no, she said, "Does Scotty Pippen still play?" <laughs> we said no, and then she said, "What about Big Baby?" Because this is when this when is Big when Baby Davis. He was not even in the NBA at this point. This no, is like sense. she had seen him. Play- she had seen him playing for you know, LSU in, in, in the NCAA tournament, and it just kind of stuck. Yeah. So we're like, oh, no, nice
0: try. It's the nickname, though. Like, that's the only reason anybody mm-hmm. knows, knows who Glenn Davis is.
1: Absolutely. Ah, moms. Happy, happy belated Mother's Day.
0: To all of you, the moms to out all, there. To
1: all the moms out there. But especially from our the, moms.
0: <laughs> yeah. Because it's from, our from podcast. The, from the bad boys of Sports Podcasting at Stick to Sports. <laughs> Don't call us that, but that's the end of the show. Goodbye. <laughs>